Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for this lovely Sunday, October 15th. We're halfway through the month. It's going pretty fast, but nonetheless, we have a great show planned for tonight. I'm excited because tonight both my sister and I will be sharing some of our favorite beauty tips right here on Beauty Talk. So we want you to uh, chime in if you have some, some tips you want to share of your own. And the number to do that is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Please be sure to press the option to speak to the host, and we will get you um, we'll get you on the line. Okay, and so right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise who has some beauty news. Good evening, everyone, and again, welcome to the show, welcome to Beauty Talk, and welcome to um, our Beauty News segment. So it's um, that time of year again where we want to talk to you briefly about NAHA. So the Professional Beauty Association presents NAHA, which is the North American Hairstyling Awards uh, 2018. So the awards um, don't necessarily take place until July of 2018, but now um, it's time to start uh, submitting your work and your, you know, and your entries 
for uh, the Naha Awards. Um, the entry deadline will be February 8th of 2018. Again, it's February 8th of 2018. And to enter, you can go to probeauty.org forward slash N-A-H-A. Again, it's probeauty.org forward slash N-A-H-A. And again, that deadline is February 8th. So just briefly wanted to um, go over some of the categories so that you would uh, know whether to submit it or not. Um, but uh, NAHA 2018 categories are avant-garde, um, editorial slash session stylist of the year, hair color, hair cutting, hair stylist of the year, makeup artist of the year, men's hairstylist of the year, nail professional of the year. So there's a category for um, nail professionals and makeup artists. Newcomer stylist of the year. Salon school design of the year. Team of the year. Student hairstylist of the year. Styling and finishing. Texture and Master Hairstylist of the Year. Now, the Master Hairstylist of the Year category is by invitation only. Um, entrance, the entrants for that category are top platform artists, educators, um, artistic directors, and previous hairstylists of the year. So, um, again, this is by invitation only. Exclusive entry invitations will be emailed to all eligible entrants by October 1st, which, uh, which has passed. But those... Um, those invitations have been mailed out um, by, you know, by October 1st. So um, if you are interested in, um, you know, taking part in this competition, you can visit probeauty.org forward slash Naha. And if you would like to see uh, some of the um, entrants from last year and some of the finalists from last year, you can go to probeauty.org forward slash NAHA gallery to check out some of the entrants and some of the um, some of their work that was submitted for uh, the awards. Okay, North American Hairstyling Awards is the, one of the most prestigious photographic beauty competitions in North America, and it's run by the, again the Professional Beauty Association. So for 29 years, Naha has honored the professional salon industry's most talented and cutting edge artists in 15 categories of excellence. 15 categories of excellence, and so. Again, uh, most of most of the uh, contestants have been uh, professional salon industry um, hairstylists. But again, um, nail pros, makeup pros, you can enter this competition as well. So for more for more information on the rules and regulations of, of the eligibility requirements, and um, basically you can find entry tips and resources to prepare you for submitting your entry. And it will also give you information on um, judging how uh, your work will be judged and who will be judged by. And basically a little background on the history of Naha. You can go to probeauty.org forward slash Naha. So good luck if you plan on um, entering that competition. And the uh, International Beauty Show, IBS New York, takes place March 4th through 6th through the 6th. Um, that's a really big show that takes place at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. And it's the longest running beauty show um, in the country. So um, if you want more information on IBS New York, you can go to IBSNewYork.com. If you would like to exhibit at IBS New York, you can call 888-454-5055. 
Again, that's 888-454-5055. And I just wanted to briefly give you um, the winners of another competition that took place. And it's the 2017 Redken Next Best Thing. Uh, Redken has always been on the cutting edge of hair artistry, so it comes as no surprise that the brand has also been at the forefront of the digital and social landscape. This summer, the brand launched their Next Big Thing Challenge to both inspire and promote the Redken artist community. Competitors were tasked with a a three-tiered hair color challenge to create themed colors across the categories of royalty, Animal Kingdom, and Cyberpunk, and upload their interpretations to Instagram with the tags at Redken, hashtag RedkenMBT, and hashtag RedkenBrandAmbassador. They were, ju- they were judged 40% on creativity, 30% on originality, and 30% on execution, with winners attending the Redken uh, NYX Welcome Party and the 6th Annual NYX Face Awards in L.A., so here are a list of the winners, as well as their uh, their social media, their Instagram um, hash, their Instagram handles, I should say. Uh, first winner was Woodward Bartlett of Atlanta, Georgia. His um, Instagram handle is at Make Woodward Up, M A K E W O O D W A R D U P. If you're interested in checking out um, his work. Cheryl Back of Corona, California, and she is at Cheryl, B-A-K-K-E, underscore Redken Artist. Then you had Matthew Tidsley of Louisville, Kentucky, and he is at Hair by Matt. You had uh, Nikki uh, Dieterich of Springfield, Missouri, and she is at N-I-K-K-I dot D-I-E-D-E-R-I-C-H. Andrea Rich of Frankfort, Kentucky, and she's A-U-N-D-R-E-Y-A underscore Redkin. And then there's Kyle Pineo of Lincoln, Nebraska, and he is at Kyle, K-Y-L-E dot Redkin. So those are the winners of the 2017 Redkin Next uh, Best Thing. That's it for the beauty. All right. So, again, I just want to welcome you guys uh, to the show. A big hello to um, some of our followers and friends in London who are listening tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. And for those of you who are around the world, um, we have listeners in Australia and several parts of Africa, um, in Canada and Asia as well. So thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to us tonight. Um, Again, we are sharing tonight... um, some of our favorite beauty tips. If you follow um, any one of us on uh, Instagram or Facebook, you will see some of the tips that we um, that we like and that we that some of them we will share here tonight with you. Um, so before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that again the number to call in if you want to share some of your favorite tips is nine one four eight zero three. Four three nine nine. Again, if you have questions or want to share some of your tips, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. And we'll be back after this. 
how would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. Again, we are talking beauty tonight. Now, the very first one that I wanted to share, um, you've you've probably heard us say it several times. I'm sure you've seen it on um, our Instagram. I'm sure if you follow a lot of makeup artists, they say the same thing over and over again, and I hear people ask the same question over and over again. A lot of people want to know why their foundation looks ashy or it looks gray, and the answer is simply, you have on the wrong shade. That's it. It's just very basic, no tricks, um, no long explanation. It's just simple. You have on the incorrect shade. And Typically, you will always hear um, a makeup artist, you know, tell you to test like three colors on your jawline. Um, the one that particularly, the one that you see that disappears is normally the shade that matches you, you know. But you have to make sure that you choose a foundation that complements your skin to, tone to avoid all of that gray and ashy look. It's simple. You, tr- you look at the colors. You know, um, most of the time people always have colors that look close to their skin tone. Sometimes it'll be a shade that's a little dark and it'll be a shade that's a little light. You may find one that's just right. A lot of times when you're looking through bottles or looking through packaging, it's hard to tell, but you just find find the ones that look as close as possible to your skin tone and start, um, start trying to uh, test it on your jawline. It's simple. Yeah, Again, that's... That that reminds me of um of actually that point right there just takes you right into a, a beauty tip that I posted once before about um testing uh foundations on your jawline and you know and blending it into uh your neck to find the proper shade. And I, I think I, I forget how I worded it, but basically I te- I uh stated not to test it like on the inside of your wrist or on the back of your hand because you're not going to wear the foundation there. So to test it on the jawline and blending the colors into the jawline to find out which color was, you know, was best suited for, um, you know, a perfect match for your skin tone. But, but the thing is you see, you see, um, you see people wear the wrong color foundation all the time and it just makes you wonder if they actually look at themselves or are people mm-hmm. 
just or, or I think and sometimes it's kind of, it's kind of sad when I'm I'm thinking about it now with what I'm about to say it's kind of sad because sometimes you just wonder if if people are just happy to have something close enough or um you know people who want to look nice and and they put on foundation and they're just going to take if it's a if it's a color you know close enough to my complexion or dark enough for my complexion then you know, sometimes I feel like people are just thinking the best thing. You know, you're um you're going you're going in and out. Can you hear me? A little bit. Not okay. That's better. Can you hear? Me? Okay. Yeah, I, think, I can hear. You know, okay. I don't know if you missed any of that, but basically, I was saying that it's no. sad sometimes. Sometimes I feel like people are. Um, are just wearing, you know, whatever's close enough to their complexion, and, and they they don't necessarily care that it's not exact an exact match, but that it's just mm-hmm. close enough. And sometimes I think people are just wearing what they can afford to buy, because some people actually shop in, um, you know, the drugstores for their makeup. Like that may be what they can afford. And sometimes in the in the drugstores, sometimes you may not necessarily have. Uh, brands that have your color all the time, depending on where you live and, you know, where you're from. Sometimes that's the case. Or sometimes well, you know, stores could just, be, could just be out of your color. You know, if you have a particular brand there that does have your color, sometimes the drugstores can be out of your color. And, and you know, I'm going to give you an example of what I think. Um, I remember a woman at church and as long as I was a member of that that particular church and it was a, you know a really long time, um, this one particular woman wore the wrong shade of foundation, and sometimes I believe they they chew the color, they put it on, and they think because they can see it that it's the right shade, and mm, you walk point. around and people. People don't tell you that, you know, that's the wrong color, that's the wrong shade, it looks ashy, that doesn't look right. People won't tell you because they are afraid that it's going to hurt your feelings, you're going to get upset, and they don't say anything. Um, And then sometimes you will often hear some of those same people talking about it, but they won't tell you about it. And I I just think that sometimes people think, you know, if that if you get a foundation and it and it disappears in your skin and they can't see it, that that's not the wrong that's not the right color. And in actuality, it is the right color. You know, you shouldn't be able to see a, the shade should not be so light and that it's you know that visible where it's totally wrong. You shouldn't be able to see that. And so sometimes I just think that people they have the whole concept backwards. You know, if I can see it, that's the right shade. No. You know, and a lot of people, you know, you know, they like that look of um that look of heavy makeup. You know, right. That look of heavy make that look of heavy makeup and and the fact that they can see it and then they think, Okay, I got it. And in actuality they don't. So, um you know, it takes some, um, for some people it takes practice. For some people it's just easy. Um, one thing I do would like to tell people, most of your drugstores, like your Rite Aid, your CVS, your Duane Reeds, um, 
Walgreens and places like that, you can purchase the makeup, and if it's not right, you can take it back, even after you've opened it and tested it. Uh, same thing, Walmart, Target, the same thing. You can return it if it's not right. So that shouldn't be a fear, you know, of not being able to return it because you've already tested and used it. Well, how in the world are you going to be able to know if it's right if you don't open it and test it? And they don't want you to open and test in the store. You know, the the drugstore is not the makeup counter at the department store. So there are no most of the time there are no testers. You know, so you have to be able to test it and try it and you know, don't be afraid to do that. Sometimes you might have to buy a couple shades at one time, take them home, test them all, and bring back what doesn't work. I mean, I know people right. people that work at the drugstore may not want to hear it, and some of them may not care, but that is the policy that that they can do that. So don't be afraid to do it. Right. Right. So one of the tips, one of the first tips that I wanted to share, um, if you are a mature woman of color, never wear a frosty lipstick or eyeshadow. These products will instantly age you. Choose matte eyeshadow. They tend to disguise wrinkles. And choose creamy lipsticks instead of frost. Think back to the last time you saw a mature woman of color with like a frosty lipstick with a dark liner around her lips. <laughs> it is so not age appropriate and it's, it's it's almost just not appropriate, period. But instantly, that kind of stuff ages you, like a, a, a mature woman with, you know, like shimmer, her um, eyes. Instantly ages you. First of all, you look at it and you think, she's trying too hard. Or you think, oh, wow, she's, you know, She's still living back in the 70s with this frosty, you know, lipstick. So people are automatically going to think you're much older anyway. But, again, a lot of times, you know, those types of products tend to, um, to, they tend to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They pretty much, they tend to to kind of show your flaws a little bit. Um, it's the same with, I'm going to combine it with another uh, tip that I post, uh, posted about, um, like using like a lot of heavy powder on a woman of color. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not a woman of color, but a mature woman. And how those, like those powders can kind of settle into your fine lines and things like that. So certain things you don't want to do because you want to keep fine, you know, you want to smooth out fine lines and not draw so much attention to them. So things like frosty lipsticks are a no-no. You should try using cream, things that are going to give you give your lips a little more moisture. So as a mature a mature woman, that's what we have to start thinking of is moisture for mature women. You want moisture, so you want to do whatever it is that will um, whatever will make your skin appear to be you know to appear to have more moisture, even if it doesn't. So if you want to add creams to to lips, you want to add um, it's just like trying to add frosty lipstick to anybody's lips in the wintertime. It's almost a no-no. You know your lips are going to get a little drier in the wintertime, so you want to definitely stay with 
um, the creams and whatever products are going to hydrate um, the lips or the skin. So no to the frost. I totally agree. And I'm sorry, with the, the dark line and the frosty lipstick, that's a no-no for younger people as well. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've seen it. That's I've nice. seen it. That's, <laughs> right. That's not Especially a good look. Like, yeah, those, like, frosty pinks. And it, it's just so, it dates you. It really dates you. That, that black liner and that frosty gold, oh, my God. <laughs> Never like that. <laughs> well, I have a tip for women of color, particularly um, black women. First of all, you know how some black women just find it so hard to wear blush. They don't like it. They think it's going to make them look like a clown. Um you know, you know that has nothing to do with the blush itself. It's all about the application. But then all of the black women are wearing the shimmer, though. You know, Fenty Beauty can't keep the shimmer in. Um, you know, they don't want to wear blush, but they want to wear shimmer. So one of the tips that we've shared a while ago on um, – on um, the Illusions Instagram, the Illusions Cosmetics Instagram page on Women of Color Wednesday, was we said um, to apply bronzer after blush on women of color so that the bronzer will show up. So you have a lot of women out there who are just wearing the bronzer alone, and so they're probably applying, applying it really, really heavy so that it can show up when in actuality all they really need to do is apply a little blush and then apply their bronzer. Um, the bronzer can be worn. I'm sorry. I don't want, let me go back because I don't want people to get it confused. You can wear bronzer after you apply the, the blush, but then also, I'm, I'm speaking of three things, actually. I should have, should have said that from the very beginning, so I don't want to confuse anybody. I'm talking about blush, I'm talking about bronzer, and I'm talking about um, bronzers with shimmer or, or highlighters, I should say. So I'm talking about all three of those things. Um, a lot of times you don't find um, the darker women wearing a lot of bronzer, so to speak. You know how sometimes people use bronzer to warm up with? You know, you don't really find a whole lot of that on the darker skin tones, but you will, um, we will see a little bit of that on um, the lighter skin tones if you're trying to warm up the skin. But as far as the highlighters, the shimmery highlighters that's so popular now, um, I would suggest also applying that as well after the blush. And, and like I was saying before, a lot of women of color think that, um, you know, you apply the blush, it makes you look like a clown, 
Well, you know, I think that probably comes from back in the day when women used to take lipstick and put it on their cheeks. And a lot of times you would see that um, in a circular <laughs> a circular uh, format. That's not what we want. And we definitely want to, whatever you use, if you use a lipstick or something with a cre- that's a cream or if you use a powdered blush, you still want to blend it down and blend it in. And a lot of times, sometimes um, with the blending, I know a lot of times we apply blush with a, a blush brush, but a lot of times with the blending, you might want to just take your fingers and kind of pat it, you know, and so that it, you pat it into the skin so that it doesn't necessarily look like it's sitting on top of the skin, but kind of um, a very natural a very natural look like it's, you know, flushed skin. So apply, again, apply bronzer and your shimmery highlighters after applying blush. Yeah, I think that um, that whole, you know, fear of wearing blush just basically just comes from not knowing how to, not knowing how to apply it. That's, that's, to me, in my opinion, that's always been uh, the case mm-hmm. for uh, women of color, just not knowing how to apply it. Like they can apply lipstick, um, you know, sometimes even eyeshadow. I think some women will apply, will, you know, apply eyeshadow, even though it, sometimes it can look crazy on them, but there's no mm-hmm. fear for them. It's more of a fear of applying that blush. And I think if you can get, yeah. you know, if you can get, if you can get that down, then, um, you know, you're you're going to be okay. But there is a fear, especially with black women, of, of blush. And it shouldn't be because I think um, blush definitely, you know, balances the whole makeup look and the whole face. And just, you know, to me, it's like I can't have a face without it almost. Absolutely. It's too flat to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. That is so true. And just for the men out there. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Just for the just for the men out there, and I mean and it really doesn't require much explanation at all. But just a simple tip for those men out there who um who wear beards and those who would like to grow a beard, you know, just be aware and know that your face shape should determine your beard shape and style. And it's just that simple. That's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to, I wanted to go into uh, giving a tip for men, um, especially men with beards and things like that. But for men, especially men of color, especially because they, you know, they tend to get a lot of, uh, you know, razor bumps and things like that. But um, be sure to use a pre-shave oil or powder to protect your um, skin from like razor razor bumps, razor burn, and irritation. So be be sure to use. This is for all men, but especially for men of color. Be sure to use a pre-shave oil or powder to protect your skin uh, before you decide to shave, whether it's with a razor, um, you know, 
uh, trimmer or whatever the case may be, prep your skin with a product before you do that. And then, of course, afterwards, you still want to use more skincare um, on your skin afterwards. Um, something like a 10 skin is always great. Even if you don't have um, razor bumps, 10 skin is still great. Um, it can shed any dead skin um, from your face. If you if you do have razor bumps or any type of breakout, it can help to eliminate those and, and any discoloration or hyperpigmentation. Um, um, you know, some type of, uh, you know, most men like to use some type of aftershave, um, but anything that's going to protect that skin is great. And always moisturizer, always, always, always some type of moisturizer on your skin. And then also for those men who have who have beards, you may want to just groom your beard every day with a beard oil. Mm-hmm. And then not not just your beard, but making sure you get that skin underneath that beard as well with that same oil, uh, moisturizing that skin underneath that beard with the same oil. If that means, you know, if you have a really uh, long beard or a really full, thick beard, making sure you just kind of take a comb and part that beard and making sure you're getting that beard oil onto that skin underneath, um, underneath that hair and really getting some moisture to it because it's only going to help uh, the skin. It's only going to help um, your beard as well. So if you want that beard to continue to grow, you have to make sure um, not just the skin, but the, the, not just the hair, but the skin itself is being moisturized. It's the same as like the hair on your head. You know, you don't want to just put, um, you know, oil or moisturizers on the hair, but you want to get to the scalp as well. Absolutely. And I I totally agree. I totally agree 100%. I can't can't stress it enough that men, there has to be some prep work to the skin before shaving Um, because there are too many men, and, you know, we've seen it on uh, some of the shows that we worked on, especially uh, we just uh, finished back in early September working on Step Up. And, you know, we had a lot of male actors and male dancers on that show. And we would see the results of shaving. These men come in every day to work, and they have to shave every single day. And you would see, you know, you would see what shaving would do to their skin. And the thing is that all it took was simple prep work, you know, two minutes of applying something here, you know, two minutes of, like you said, using that shave stick and, and, you know, just taking care of the skin before you shave. And then actually after you shave, taking care of the skin as well before you would even apply makeup, you know, if you, you know, if you were one who used makeup, um, just prepping the skin before and showing the skin a little attention and love after shaving, um, it's, it just makes it makes out to be um, a whole lot better then not doing it at all, and then you're dealing with, you know, um, irritated skin. Now it's red. Now you have um, all kinds of craziness going on with the skin, breakouts, and, you know, I, I, we've seen it all. And um, thankfully, um, thankfully, we were able to teach our guys the importance of that. And then you, you would notice and see that they would come in, they would grab the products that we were using. It's like they paid attention, which I was very happy about. They would grab right. the products that we 
we would use on them. They would prep their skin. They would be looking for that shave stick, and, um, you know, they would use it, um, and it would help them because that was a long long shoot. You know, it was from, you know, late May to early September, so it was a lot of days of shaving. And so I'm just happy that they paid attention and they started, you know, trying to come up with a routine and trying to, use the skincare products that we were um, using on them and that we were suggesting for them. So um, that was a great example. I would, I, I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about that on uh, my men's grooming blog, um, Dapper Skincare and Grooming for, um, for Men, and I'll um, share more about that a little later. Cool. That was uh, those... Um, were really, really important for men uh, to just to do that. I think sometimes when you think about male grooming, all you think about is shaving. You know, some people, you know, especially barbers, barbers think about the hair and, and shaving. Um, and, and the female uh, makeup artists who, are, who groom men, a lot of them just think about, some of them think about a little skincare, and, and most of them think about, you know, the makeup and that kind of thing, but it it all begins with skin. That's my philosophy. Absolutely. I don't care if you're shaving. I don't care if you're applying makeup, whatever the situation is. It all begins with skin. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So you know how we always talk about, you know, you have to drink a lot of water to hydrate your body. You know, your body needs all this water. Well, you also know that the skin needs a lot of water as well. Um, So we have to keep the skin hydrated. And people always ask, you know, how do I reduce puffiness around my eyes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the the tips that I've shared throughout this year was first, if you want to, to nourish the skin, Around the eyes, try drinking that infamous eight glasses of water a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can make some variations with that depending on your body, um, your body type and your weight. You know, you can make some variations because you're really supposed to drink, you're supposed to drink the number of glasses based on your, your weight, your body weight. But the average, the average, you know, with the average weight, and the average amount is typically eight glasses. So I think if anybody would drink eight glasses of water, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. Eight is, I don't feel like eight is too much for anybody. So one of the things that you want to do to help reduce puffiness around the eyes is, one, try getting eight hours of sleep just to, just to simply rest your eyes, <laughs> just to rest your eyes. And I know for some people eight hours is, is impossible, but how about seven? You know, try to get anywhere from six to eight hours of rest and try to get those eight glasses of water um, a day and just to nourish, the, to nourish the skin around the eyes. And you, one of the things you will notice when you start drinking all of the water, whether it's the puffiness under your eyes, whether it's dry skin, dry scalp, whatever the situation is, when you start consistently drinking those eight glasses of water every single day consistently, you will see your appearance change overall 
whether it's the puffiness under your eyes, whether it's your dry skin on your face or your dry skin on your body, your scalp, whatever the situation is, you will see a difference. It helps. I'm a witness, and so are a whole bunch of other people. The water really helps. Why? Because we really need it. Our body needs it, and our skin needs it as well. So when you're, when you're drinking your water, remember that it's not only for your body, but it's also for, for the skin. But speaking of the water, you also have to be, especially drinking, you know, eight glasses of water a day, you have to be really careful of when you drink that water, too, because that that can um, uh, take part in that puffiness in the eye area as well, because especially a lot of people like to drink water before going to bed. But you have to think that that fluid has to go somewhere. When you're lying down, the fluid's going somewhere. So be careful on how much water um, um, you're drinking when you're thinking about, um, you know, water retention and, and puffiness under the eye. So if you if you have to drink before going to bed, try drinking it, you know, an hour before going to bed or something like that. Yeah, that's normally that's normally the suggestion. You know, a lot of times they say drink uh, water before going to bed and drink water when you first wake up. Well, uh, you're right. That's what they normally suggest is drinking it at least an hour before. Right. Right. Well, one thing um, I think that would help with a lot of skin, and I know we're talking about in a lot tonight in some of these tips, but I think it's 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 good for people to hear because a lot of times we um, we tend to want to cover up uh, skin flaws or skin issues with a lot of makeup. So I think it's more important um, to hear about skin as well tonight. And I think one of the biggest things you can do to um, to help your skin and to prevent breakout. You know, if you want that clear complexion, is just to keep your hands off of your face. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a situation where you have to have your hands, you know, you have to, uh, you know, touch your face, try to make sure your hands are clean. I mean, if it's a situation where you can't, then you just can't. But keep your hands off your face as much as possible and make sure your hands are clean um, at all times, especially if you're, if you're thinking or needing to touch your face. But you would be surprised how little you would break out if you just stopped touching your face throughout the day. And you'd be surprised at how many times throughout the day you actually touch your face. Some people think, oh, I don't touch my face that much. But they'd be surprised at how much they actually really do. Yeah, that's so true. And then also there there are people who, you know, how some people tend to, when they're cleansing their skin, of course, you know, they're splashing water onto their faces with their hands or they're putting cleanser into their hands and, and, um, and, and, you know, and they're cleansing their skin. But something we don't really think about before we do all of that, we never think about washing our hands before we actually put cleanser in our hands to cleanse up. So that's something you have to think about as well. It's just, like, again, making sure you keep your hands clean before you touch them, even if you're about to cleanse your face. Keeping the hands clean before you touch your face at all times, even when you're cleansing it, keep your hands clean before you put actual cleanser in your hands. Yeah, 
And I think that's something that most people don't think about because just just like our faces take on so much of the environment throughout the day, well, so do our hands. Our hands take on, I mean, so much. Just, you know, just going outside, our hands take on so much. Just touching doorknobs and, um, you know, pencils and pens that we're touching that, you know, when you borrow a pen or pencil, you know, it's like all of this stuff, all of these germs that we're touching all day long with our hands, and we don't think about it, but we tend to touch our faces. We tend to, you know, um, hold our faces in our hands throughout the day or something. You know, if you're um, thinking of something or, you know, you, you, you know, you've got your elbow on your desk and your hand in your face, you know, all of those things that we don't tend to think about is really causing damage. So make sure, making sure um, that you're cleansing your hands constantly, even if you just have to have hand sanitizers or a hand wipe or something, um, make sure you do that and do that often throughout the day because you will touch your face. Uh, even though I'm telling mm-hmm. you not to, you will touch your face. So it's best to just make sure your hands are clean if you're going to do it. Definitely. And just um, only because we were at the spa today, and I'm thinking about a tip, and I'm not sure exactly how it was worded, but I'll just share it my own way. You know, but when you go to, um, you know, like a nail salon or, or a spa that offers nail services, please make sure that, the, that you know, the instruments and utensils that are being used not utensils, <laughs> they like, I'm talking like I'm speaking of a fork. Um, but, you know, they use uh, nippers and um, um, nail clippers and um, what do you call it, you know, cuticle pushers and those kind of things. They use those things every single, you know, for every single service. They use a, um, a nail file and a buffer the thing that I hate the most is when you go into a salon, you sit down, you're getting ready to file your nails, and they're picking up a file that's already sitting on the table. It's obvious that it's been used, a buffing block that is obvious it's already been used. Please make sure you have a fresh nail file and a fresh buffer, never been used. And as a matter of fact, if the salon is smart, they will offer it to you before you leave to ask if you would like to keep it. That that shows you that you know they're not they're not reusing these things. Um, the instruments that they that they use, you want to make sure they've been sterilized. I really appreciate a salon or a spa that come, when you sit down at the nail table, and and they have all those things in a sterilized pack and they're opening them up right in front of you where you've seen that they've been sterilized. Right. Versus the stuff that's just already sitting at the tables, you know, and no disrespect, no shade thrown to anybody at all. But when you go to these huge salon, nail salons, they have about 20 nail stations and 20, uh, foot tubs, you'll see that when you go sit down. You'll see that at the tables, and they'll just pick them right up and start filing and shaping. You have to be very careful there. You have to make sure that they're sterilizing those foot tubs. 
right. the bowls that you're putting the bowls that you're putting your hands in. And if you don't know for sure, guess what you do? You open your mouth and you ask. Right. Now now hopefully they will be telling you the truth. But if you don't know for sure, you can open your mouth and ask. But please make sure, you know, you are you are walking into a very clean establishment. Um, that's one thing that I'm very careful about is when um, you have the you go into these places and they're turning people out left and right. People are coming in the door faster than they can go out, and so therefore you know that they're busy. It's like how are they, especially when they're allowing walk-ins. How are they prepping and preparing for the next person to come in? You know, and that's one of the things that I watched when we were in the Dominican Republic, and I had a um, a pedicure, I think it was, and the, the the they were so you know you know I think they were booking them an hour behind each other, so basically it was no time for fooling around. And one thing, one of the things that I noticed is that then the nail tech, she did, she didn't even talk much, and I don't think she could speak that great of English either. But she didn't talk much, and she just kept working, kept working, kept working. And I noticed when I was sitting on the side, um, you know, just letting my nails dry and and getting ready to leave, I noticed that another client came in. You know, you're at a resort; people are coming in, making appointments every hour. But I also noticed that one of the other um, one of the other workers at the probably the manager or something at the spa would come in with a fresh tray of all the nail implements, you know, your your buffers, your your files, a fresh tray. So I was able to witness that they were she you know she was not using the same stuff on the the new lady as she used on me. So it's always good to see that kind of thing. But just know sometimes you don't see it and, you know, you're, you're going in and getting services at your own risk. So make sure it's something that you pay attention to. It's so true. So, so true. So one of the last tips I wanted to bring up, Oh, boy, it's something that you see all the time. People may disagree with me or they may agree. Who knows? But it's something that you see all the time, in, especially on Instagram, in most people's work, because it's like everybody's doing the same thing. And I say it all the time. We talk about it all the time. I call it paint by numbers. Um, it, it's... It's the same thing. It's almost as if, you know, you had a room full of models and a room full of makeup artists, and each one was uh, assigned with a different part of the face. And it's like the models are just going down the line. It's like they're getting stamped with the same look all the time. And basically, I'll read the tip how I posted it on Instagram. When highlighting the center of your nose, avoid highlighting the tip. Highlighting the tip draws attention to the nose and makes it appear fuller than you want it to. This works best when you want to elongate the nose. So I'll read it again. When highlighting the center of your nose, avoid highlighting the tip. 
Highlighting the tip draws attention to the nose and makes it appear fuller than you want it to. This works best when you want to elongate the nose. So if you have a nose that stops a little short and you want to elongate it, then yes, highlight the tip of that nose. But if you don't want to elongate the nose, then don't highlight it. But you go on Instagram and you see the different makeups and you just you see everyone highlighted straight down the middle all the way to the tip. What is the purpose of that? <laughs> What's the purpose of it? It's all, again, if makeup artists would just approach makeup from a, cor- a corrective standpoint, then I think we'd see where we'd see everyone's individuality as far as the makeup artist goes. You know, we'd see a we'd see a bunch of different looks that we can really now look at and really appreciate because it doesn't look like the last seven makeups you just saw on Instagram. You know what I mean? So it's like if if we all took the time to approach makeup from a corrective standpoint and work from that, I think we would see a lot of creativity and a lot of beautiful makeups that, that doesn't make every model look exactly the same. You yes, have to I, my, I guess my whole I guess my whole point with the tip is you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you don't know why, yes. then it almost doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying you can't, you know, I'm not saying that there are rules that everyone has to do everything, you know, a certain way. You know, you do what you want to do, but it's, you know, people are criticizing it because it's all looking, it's all looking alike. And this is why. Because nobody takes the time to, you know, look at what's going to make this woman's face look its best. We're not looking mm-hmm. at that. We're just like, okay, this is, a, this is a face. This is a blank canvas. Let me go to work. And then we go in doing our paint-by-number system where we're highlighting down the T-zone under the eye. You know what I'm saying? You're contouring the nose. You're highlighting down the center of the nose. I mean, you're, you're highlighting contouring to all the same places. Right. It's nothing new. It's nothing we haven't said before, but I just thought it was a good tip to bring up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think, especially with this, this highlighting thing, I really feel like Instagram is killing the game, literally. You know, I think it, I think people are, you know, they see all of this stuff on Instagram, and and it's, it's no different than when people were going to, and some people still do, you know, go to YouTube and look at what what people are doing, the popular people are doing. Um, but I think, I just think that people, like you said, they're painting, painting by numbers. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing. A lot of people see on Instagram that the girls are, you know, highlighting that you know the nose, the tip of the nose, and they don't know why, but they do it, and then they don't look right. Mm-hmm. Or some of them, it, I just don't think that looks right altogether. Period. But like I said, they don't know why they're doing it. They just do what they see other people do, and it has to come to a point where, at some point, you're gonna to have to say, okay, what is this all about? Why why am I doing it this way? But when you when you're a person who really especially those who don't really know a lot about makeup, 
then of course you're going to do what you see other people do. And when you see more than one person doing it, then you think it's right. Right. So, you know what I mean? And then I think that's why you have so many people doing it. You know, this is the new thing. This is the trend, you know. So they're going to follow what what others are doing. So it's interesting. It's interesting how how that works. Um, it's interesting how that um, that actually happens as well. So not a good look. Stay away from the, the highlight on the tip of the nose, please. Just stay away. <laughs> stay away from that. And, this, and one of the things I would like to say is just like when you apply this stuff, especially these highlighters, just be very subtle. You know, make it very subtle. You'll be surprised how a little bit, when the when the light hits a little bit, it's going to be more than enough. You know that yeah. shimmer or highlight that shimmery highlight does not have to sit on top of the skin. It doesn't make sure you're blending this stuff. Blend, 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 blend. And if sometimes you have if it's not if it's not doing what you need it to do with the brush, put the brush down and use your fingers. Right. But but blend. And you might want to even take a sponge and take some of it off. <laughs> That'll help. Um, but I just think that um, sometimes we go too far, uh, but not. And sometimes we just don't do. We go too far doing the wrong thing and not even a little bit trying to do the right thing. So you have to you have to be very careful with makeup, so that it just doesn't. You know, I'm, look I think I think for me crazy. and makeup and just with all these tips and and. You know, I think just to get to root of, get to the root of it all, I'm just ready for women to look pretty again. You know, mm-hmm. and even though you can be the most beautiful of women, I'm just ready for women to look pretty again. When you see women with makeup, you just want to, I want to see them enhanced. You know, so regardless of, of what the situation is, whether you're working in film and TV as a makeup artist, whether you're just, you know, a soccer mom or you know whether you're an how you're a housewife like a real housewife, and I don't mean the franchise. I mean like a, a actual housewife, or whether you are you know one of the real housewives on 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 reality TV. I just want to see women look pretty and you know and and feminine and and not contoured uh, to look like a man because a lot of this contouring going on, you know the way people are being contoured, it's not soft enough. For women, in my opinion, it's like you're contouring right. them to make them look masculine. But that's what that's why I say that you know sometimes makeup artists or people enthusiasts or whoever's doing the makeup sometimes they they're not they don't know why they're doing what they're doing, and that's why the makeup is turning out the way it is because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. If they understood why they were doing what they were doing, then you'd have a totally different makeup. Right, totally different. Right. I think I think it's just because, you know, contouring and highlighting is so popular. It's been made popular. It's not and new. now everyone and everyone so now no, it's nothing new, but everyone's doing it because everyone's doing it. You know what I mean? And so when they go to do a makeup application, that's what they're doing. Without even thinking about anything, not even taking a look at the face and see what the face needs to make it that perfect facial shape. They're just highlighting, contouring anyway. 
Right. You know what I mean? And I think and that's and that's where it goes wrong. Um but you know, I would really love to do a show and this is going kinda of off off of the highlighting uh, subject, but I would really love because we're running out of time. But I would really love to do a show where we just share um, some of our Korean and Asian beauty tips. There are so many, uh, so many different uh, things that I would love to share, just from Asian beauty alone. Um, not just you know, not just tips and, you know, like application type tips, but just ingredients um, that's found in products and, and what, what a lot of those ingredients are used for. would love to share that. And I've shared, shared some of that um, in my, on my personal page as well as you can find it. I believe you can find some of them on the Beauty Talk uh, Instagram page. So, again, you can find some of our beauty tips on um, on the Denise Tunnell Instagram page, Janice Tunnell Instagram page, the Illusions Cosmetics Instagram page, and the Beauty Talk um, page. You can uh, find a lot of our um, beauty tips uh, on those pages as well. But I would love to do a show where I'm just sharing some of our some of the Asian and Korean beauty tips. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah, so I will get that. But um, I don't remember what next, what's the next Sunday's date? Do you remember what next Sunday's date? Is that the 22nd? Next Sunday is the 22nd. Okay, and our guest next Sunday? Um, Lipstick Nick. Yeah, so we'll have Nick, Lipstick, I can't say the word, Lipstick. Nick on with us next Sunday night, and then um, maybe I'll try to get that that um, Korean beauty tip or Asian beauty tip um, show on sometime after after that after the twenty second. Right. Yeah. So I'm sorry we couldn't get to all of the tips. I had so many more that I wanted to share tonight, but I think you know we just got into discussion about a lot of them, so couldn't get um, get them all out there. But we'll do a show like this again where we can share some more. But in the meantime, follow us on social media, um, and you can see our tips um, posted every week out on social media. So, it's, again, it's at Denise Tunnell, and Tunnell is T-U-N-N-E-L-L, at Janice Tunnell, that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, uh, we are at beauty underscore talk underscore media, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's at illusions beauty. What's the oh name for illusions? It's so sad. <laughs> at illusions <laughs> underscore cosmetics. <laughs> underscore cosmetics. And it was an underscore there, but okay, so. That's where we are on Instagram. So follow us there, and you'll definitely, um, I think all those tips are going to Twitter and Facebook as well. So no matter where you are on social media, you'll be able to find some of our tips that we're sharing, and we're sharing um, new tips every week. So make sure you go out there and check them out. We ran over our time a little bit tonight, so 
Uh, hopefully some of you guys are still out there listening, but tune in again next week. Thank you for listening to the show tonight. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today.